Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. Hello and how's it going guys? Welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat with me Matt and this time I am joined by Jake. Hello, how's it going Jake? Yeah, it's all it's all good in the hood so to speak. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, tired as we were talking about before. Um, full disclosure, we were going to record this earlier but I fell asleep yesterday and when we were meant to be recording and then the sleepless night because of the dog because he's out he got his checkup yesterday so he got anesthetized and got his x-rays and everything and i think that then caused the dose of the runs last night and twice today which i've had to clean up which anyway enough of that um yeah apart from that i'm good and been checking out the new nfl channel um that NFL Live, 32 Live, that seems to be going well. And yeah, here to talk some Patriots with you. Sounds good to me. Good, uh, A good way to spend my time talking about uh, the team I obsess about. Yeah, exactly. So I think coming up on this episode, we're going to talk some Cam Newton, um, Mohamed Sanu. We'll throw in a bit of Leonard Fournette. Um the captains have been named, so we can chat a little bit about that. And, of course, on Saturday, come 4pm Eastern, they have to chop, chop, chop and get down to the 53 for this season. Um, so we'll be talking projections. But I think first, um, the news just broke in the last couple of hours so as we sat down and record. It's Cam Newton. Um, I'm guessing you're pleased that he's been named the starter, Jake. Um. It was to be expected. I mean, it's Cam Newton. Come on, come on, MVP. Um, no, I mean, I, I I was kind of expecting this, if I'm honest. I think the way you know the reports have been coming out from um, training camp about how he's sort of fit in. Um, you know, you're alluding to the team captains, him becoming one. I think says a lot about his leadership and the role that he's taken within the team. I mean, Cam training, baby, let's go. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been on the, the hype train for Cam for a little bit. And as much as I've sat here or stood or listened, whatever, um, spoken about being behind Jarrett Stidham, um, which I still am, as soon as Cam Newton came into the building and then the my issues was his flamboyance, his, his perceived perceived perception of what he is and what we saw in All or Nothing last year um, and from what I saw in training camp it's just not come across I mean he's actually cheered me up quite a lot of days with these little dance moves that he's been doing uh, um, on the practice yeah. field so yeah I mean and all the people that have been speaking about him all the Zoom meeting for calls that have been for the media and things that I've watched if they've had nothing but good things to say about the man and yeah captain um week one starter perfect let's go let's uh get another super ball oh no wait we'll, we'll, we'll just oh, wow. we'll, we'll calm it down just a little won't we <laughs> <laughs> i mean look I, I i'm still in in two minds as to whether this is the long-term solution i don't know yet if uh Maybe this is just a rent, or maybe this is a trial run. Uh, I think there's a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes sort of to come. You know, also, I, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're starting quarterback, you must be fairly healthy. But is there a risk of of injury um, this season? You know, is Didham going to have to step up at some point? Is Hoyer going to step up? Is Hoyer making the squad? I mean, there's a lot of storylines here, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think it's got to sort of be likened to um, 
soccer, European football, of like you loan a player with view to buy the following season. So as mm. you say, we've sort of rented him for a year, got him on a cheap deal, see how he goes, see how he fits in with the system. He seems to be fitting perfectly well in the system, otherwise he wouldn't have been named week one starter so early. Um, I thought they might have kept that card a bit closer in the chest for um, a few days at least, maybe even up to the 11th hour before we heard the news of that. Um, I thought they might have gone the Matt Nagy way and, you know, oh, you'll find out when they run out on the field who's the, the starter for week one even. But no, they've named it early, so he must be progressing well and Bill and all the coaching staff are happy with him, so... Perfect. If they're happy, I'm happy. Let's see what happens next week against the Dolphins. Sure, for sure. And I think, as you said earlier, from my side, uh, all the way over here in England, uh, it seems like he's... It doesn't seem like the cam of the Panthers. He's more of a toned-down version of it that's kind of bringing uh, an element of cam to the Patriots who are everyone who is not a Patriots fan, the doom, gloom, evil empire um, of the NFL. Um, and he's bringing a little bit of spike to it, I think. It's, mm. it's great to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And as you say, we touched on a little there about the captain. So jump into the captains first before we get to the, the news of the other um, subtractions of the the projection for the squad. And so it's like um, captains, so offensive captains for the new year, you've got Cam, as you mentioned, James White and David Andrews. And on the defensive side of the ball, you've got Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, Jawan Bentley and Lawrence Guy with the addition of Matt Slater, who is picking up his 10 in a row for being captain of special teams. So, um, Matt, if you do listen to this, well done, mate. You've uh, made it 10 in a row. And yeah, well done everyone else who's been voted in as captains for the year. A lot of them probably to be expected, especially, well, I think so anyway. I'll get your opinion just a yeah. second, Jake, of uh, David Andrews and the Courty twins. They, they seem pretty nailed on, certs, but can be a bit of a surprise in that. Well, what do you think yourself? Are you happy with the captain choices? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of them, We, you know, if we'd had this podcast maybe four hours ago and then tried to predict who, who was going to be in them. I think we would have put Slater, Andrews and the McCauley twins definitely in there from, from my perspective. Newton was probably the, the dark horse if we were going to speculate, I think. It's nice to see Bentley in there. Um, I'm quite I'm quite partial to, to Bentley myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a solid, solid group there. And it's, it's nice to see Andrews back as well, I think. Yeah, fingers well, crossed he's got. Anywhere, but, he's, yeah, yeah, hopefully he's got through all these health issues from last year that kept him out uh, um, and stopped him from playing. And he just batters in this year and becomes the the centre that we we know he is. And there's nothing that holds him back because there's not much depth behind him. That's for sure, if if any at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which we uh, which we saw the varying success. Um, last year I mean it's going to be great for, for Cam I think having a centre like that um, and also uh, I think uh, you know going back to Cam again I guess it's going to be really interesting to see how, how he deals with you know maybe arguably a better line than he had at the Panthers mm. yeah well done. I know if, uh, we're talking a lot about Cam but we'll stick with that theme for now and um, but move on slightly to Mohamed Sanu um, we mm. saw the hype videos uh, in the summer. They seem to be getting on well. They seem to be making some chemistry. And I don't know what's happened in camp that, um, for all the reports I've read, is Sunu didn't have a, a good camp at all. And he gone. See you later. Yeah. Very surprised. I mean, I was watching a lot of uh, cam videos, uh, a lot of the hype videos, and also some of the videos Cam has been doing that don't involve the football field. Um, and it's, yeah, it was, I was quite surprised because him and Sanu have a, a very good friendship off the field. So I assumed this is going to be his Edelman, essentially. This is going to be his guy. Yeah, surprised, surprised. I mean, clearly, 
I mean, did Sanu ever really fit the bill? Um, you know, for the Patriots as a guy who's come off of you know, never having, I think, more than 70, what is it, passes a, a year? I mean, retrospect is everything, right? Mm. Yeah, he just um, just didn't seem to click, didn't seem to work out for him. Who knows why? You know, it's just seems to be one of these things, unfortunately. There, there is talk of him being picked up by um, the 49ers because of all the injury troubles that they're having. So we'll wait and see if he actually gets another shot at it this, this season. But it's, it's potentially right on the wall for him. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that kind of vibe, if I'm honest. I mean, he did come off of quite a bad injury, didn't he? Off the top of my head. Yeah, he did. Not um, long ago. And there was a foot injury or something that seemed to be hampering him last yeah. year that came out at the end of the season saying saying such a thing. That's why he was he was kind of putting that down to um, the poor play of, of how he performed. But, I mean, he only managed 207 yards for... Uh, for one touchdown, that's and well, through through eight games, um, he played a little bit of returner as well to try and take the um, the weight off Edelman. But I mean, through eight games, you you only get twenty six receptions for two hundred and seven yards and one touchdown. It's I know it averages out at eighty um, eight yards, which which isn't great for a receiver either. I mean, he's never really topped more than. What eight hundred and thirty-eight yards in his career? So to go and yeah. spend a second-round pick on him, it was a, it was, it was an easy thing to say. Go, oh, whoa, second-round pick on Mo Sanu, and you know what, what's Bill doing? And then, oh, but you know, in Bill we trust and whatever. Um, but it's definitely it has to go down as one of the worst trades that that he's made. Unfortunately, I think um, I'm sure you'll the agree. The return just wasn't there. Yeah, the return just wasn't there, you know, in comparison to, you know, when we traded Bledsoe, for example, that was, you know, the first round pick coming back, which was high for high. But, you know, Sanu being a second rounder and, and returning absolutely, you know, no real gains, no real benefits, you know, name your favourite Mohamed Sanu moment in the Patriots jersey. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot. <laughs> So, um, you know, all, all the best to him. I, I really liked him at the Falcons. He was you know, a, a really good player, I think, for them. And hopefully he lands on his feet somewhere. Yeah, fingers crossed for the guy. I hope he does. But it just kind of shows that they, they maybe are with the, the odd exception here and there, peppered through the team with the likes of James White, Julian Edelman and such like, that they are going for more youth. And we'll maybe see that. Um, when the, the roster is announced on Saturday, um, 9pm our time, or the, roughly thereabouts, um, see what the projections are from the, the people in the know, and we'll go through ours just shortly as well. But yeah, um, all the best to most new. Sorry it didn't work out for you, but you know, next man up is the Patriots way, so let's see who next man up will be. And I uh, talking of potential next man up, there was um, Leonard Fournette news over the last 24, 48 hours as of time of recording this, depending on when you listen to it. Um, he was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who seem to be um, tanking for Tom by the looks of it. Uh, they're, they're going all out by the, any stretch of imagination. The Harrison has since gone today. He's, he's off to Cleveland um, for, I think, fourth round pick or something, I think it was, I saw. Um, but yeah, Leonard Fournette apparently was touted to come into the the backfield in New England. If he had come in, what was your what would your thoughts have been on that, Jake? I am a Damian Harris believer. Um, I don't know if there's many uh, many of us. I just oh, think that, that is definitely the the dudes. You know, back at Bama, I think. I, I mean, I don't necessarily watch a lot of college football, but he, he stood out to me personally. And then we actually went and drafted him, which was kind of like a, oh, moment. Um, yeah, I think I think running back, we're quite... It's not like we don't have a lot of depth. I mean, I think Sony needs a little bit of an opportunity to kind of, you know, rediscover that form um, that really helps you know, that ground and pound that drove us to that Super Bowl. 
Um, you know, I think Lamar Miller might have a bit. James White, the legend, um, coming out of the backfield. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure personally where he would have fit in, but, you know, depth and, and everything else, I suppose. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting just to see how much exposure to, to you know, their running game he's going to have and how, how, how recovered he is from his injury. Mm. It's, I'm not a fan of Fournette at all. Um, apart from his, his rookie year, he's never done much. Yes. He's, he's been injured a lot. I know in terms of fantasy, he finished in seventh in terms of running backs or whatever it was. But, I mean, that doesn't... Fantasy doesn't mean that it translates into real life of no. actual, like, you know, being meaningful. It can be that you've scored two garbage time touchdowns and you know your team have still lost 43-14 or something like that and absolutely you can't rely on you know fantasy isn't real life that's why it's called fantasy <laughs> um, but <laughs> no I am a, a Damien Harris guy myself I think he, um, I'm sad to hear um, that he's got a hand injury he's dealing with it's yeah. keeping him out of practice at the moment hopefully it's better in the next week so he can get going for week one Um but great that Sony's back. Um, absolutely chuffed to bits for him that he's back in the in the fold, and hopefully he kicks on this year. He had a poor year last year. I isolated him um, quite a lot on this podcast, or the the Patriots Nation UK as it was formerly known as. Um, last year he just couldn't get open when they did try and um make him into a receiving back he, he, if he was there he couldn't catch had, he had butterfingers he was he was running brick walls he was running the back of his own linemen um rather than finding gaps um to get through and gain some yardage he just had a really poor year last year um so it'd be good to see him back hopefully he's fully recovered from his injury it seems to be that he is because he's off the pup list and yeah, Lamar Miller's there, James White's there, Rex Burkhead's there. I see no place for Fournette in this team whatsoever. Uh, a lot of people no. I see saying that he's he's sort of like um, Legarrette Blunt. You know, oh, Legarrette Blunt got 18 touchdowns last time that he played at the Patriots. Yeah, but Legarrette Blunt's a better running back than Fournette was, and he's lasted a lot longer in this league, and I don't see Fournette lasting much past the end of this year unless he has a unless he proves me wrong and proves a lot of other people wrong and actually has a, a barnstorming year I don't see it No I, I think when you look at if you break the running backs down into sort of receiving backs power backs we've got everything covered you know if, if we're putting Sony in to kind of find that gap get through the gap put the, put the jets on and, and, and run for a touchdown you know, Sony's got that covered. James White is a receiving back. Rex Burkhead is a Leicester receiving back. Uh, Damien Harris is your power back. There's no two ways about that. Um, I, I mean, I'm not sure where Finette or what Finette would have done or, or brought to the table. Mm, no, it's uh, and the one that we're, we're missing um, out of that lot as well, who has got back in his name. He might not necessarily be a running back, but the fullback, um, Jakob Jonsson. Um, there yes. you go. That's another one that's um, power and in strength that can hopefully run through brick walls. He was um, looking all right until he got injured last year. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see him this year, hopefully. And if you really want, it was talked about in the in the off season as well as Dalton Keane moving in a potential mm. sort of hybrid fullback tight end role. So there's another one that can run through brick walls for you, which again just adds up to me that Fournette just isn't the the player for us, isn't the player for the Patriots. And yeah, uh, there's the reports that you know the, this is all the agent that's put this out into the the Twitterverse or the universe or whichever verse you want to go with. <laughs> and, uh, you know, basically garner interest. Oh, the Patriots are interested. Do you want my guy? And the Bucks have gone, yeah, we'll take him. And on a slightly side note to, to the Bucks, 
which I don't want to talk about a lot this year because it's it's not the Patriots. Um, why was everyone tipping them over the edge to be like some sort of you know Galacticos type thing that Fournette's landed on on their doorstep? Well, why why is he such a player that they're going? Oh, brilliant! Now now they're going to win the Super Bowl. They've got um, Godwin. They've got Evans. Brady's thrown to them. And they've got Fournette. Like, why? Why is that suddenly a thing no. that's uh, in comparison to McCoy or Keyshawn Vaughn or uh, Rojo um, as well? You know, why? Why is any of them make it any any less that now Fournette's in the building? That's tipping them over the edge towards um, a deep playoff run in January and possibly into February. I just don't get it. I don't get it either because if he was that amazing and that Galactico <coughs> level, then he wouldn't have been claimed like he, he would have been claimed. He wasn't yeah. claimed. You know, in, in, end of. There would have been a, a bidding war. You would have heard people desperate to get this guy. No, nothing. I mean, I don't think the Bucks even made a big deal out of necessarily signing him. So, you know. No, it's, I it's, think it's he announced it himself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> his mom did um, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> he's great depth um, the Bucks are looking quite loaded um, but I mean is he really going to get a look in necessarily uh, who knows if he does I think it'll be one dimensional and I think it was yeah um, I can't remember which game it was I saw him play and it was kind of like us um, last year that if and potentially the year, year before as well, that if Michelle was in the, the game, you've got right to run in here. And if James White's in, they're going to go RPO of some description. Um, same with the, the Bucks. Oh, Fournette's in. Let's just stuff the middle. And, you know, he's not getting through us sort of thing. Oh, you gained one yard. Oh, you gained two yards. Fine. And, and over three downs, it's getting you five yards tops and then you're punting the thing. So... Yeah, no, not for me at all. I'll get I'll get off my soapbox now though. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> well, yeah. Anywho, um moving on. Um projection time, my man. Um as I've mentioned before, it's in four PM Eastern time on Saturday. We will start hearing the the fifty three man rosters coming out. Um I done one the other night which I posted on my my blog page, uh, mattingstonnfl.wordpress.com, and it aged really badly within 24 hours because Mosa knew he gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, well, we just started the quarterbacks and, and run our way through it. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Um, so... Do you think there are three quarterbacks um, in the fifty-three man roster? Yeah, I, I, I think I think there is. I don't think there's enough um, trust in Stidham yet um, that he fully understands the system, has the confidence of the coaches, can starts, and for me at least, I think Hoyer stays almost in a teacher capacity tutor the the two you know the two younger younger guys and, and younger to the system mm, I think um yeah I, I would go with that um as well Stidham comes in as the backup and it won't be it'll be Cam one Stidham two Hoyer three and yeah. Hoyer I see as the perfect scout QB they had Cody Kessler come in last year but Hoyer's been there for in and out of the, the team for years. He knows exactly what's going on. And so, yeah, he's a veteran enough and, and quality enough that he can be the perfect scout and perfect third quarterback. So I don't, I don't see them doing anything but having three quarterbacks. So that, that unfortunately means that Brian Lewerke, Brian, Brian Lewerke unfortunately, uh, gets cut. And I don't yep. see them... I'm sticking him on the practice squad either. Uh, whether he gets picked boring. up, I'm not sure. But I know they've been, they've been increased it to 16 spots this year for the practice squad. 
and returning from IR is a lot easier than it has been in previous years due to um, the nature of COVID um, suddenly kicking in and then, you know, 14 days isolation, you can come back off IR within, uh, after three weeks, I think it is. But yeah, but no, Lowerkey's gone, unfortunately, in this instance. Um, moving on to running backs, I have got uh, Rex Burkhead, James White, Lamar Miller, Damien Harris, Sonny Michelle, and I've included fullback um, Jakob Johnson in the running backs, which unfortunately means that JJ Taylor will get cut. But this is one, fingers crossed, that he does um, clear waivers and make it back on the practice squad because all I've heard about him all camp is good things. And it's just unfortunate that Michelle and Miller are more experienced and have come off the pup uh, two-ish or just under two weeks before the season starts. So yeah, that's that's, uh, who I've gone with there. Do you agree or disagree? No, fully aligned, I think. I think that's a lot of depth of running back and I think Jacob, if need be, can go in at running back. But otherwise, yeah, I think he's pretty much set as this fullback. Mm. Um, wide receivers, I've got Demir Bird, <laughs> Julian Edelman, Nikhil Hare, Gunnar Olszewski. No, no more Mohamed Sanu. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Slater, I've put in there, although he's generally... He's a special teamer. Um, he is designated as a wide receiver for this purpose. And because Sanu's gone, um, I see Jeff Thomas making the grade um, slightly ahead of Devin Ross. But again, I hope Devin's one that makes it through waivers and back on the practice squad, hopefully. Um, Marquise Lee possibly could have been in there, but he's opted out for the year. Some Similar to um, the running back situation or fullbacks, uh, Danny Vitale and Brandon Bolden decided to opt out for the year due to the COVID situation at the moment. So, yeah, but back on the wide receivers, any change for you in those ones there? Mm, no, I, I think I would I would be aligned on, on that front. I don't yeah. think... No shock to, to hear that Myers isn't... <laughs> No, no shock to hear that Jacoby Myers doesn't make the, the squad after being the, the camp darling um, from last year and you know, surprised that he hasn't kicked on and put a, well, in my projection anyway, you might differ, but you know, yeah. Um, yeah, do you shock that Myers hasn't made it this year? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen enough of him to necessarily think he's going to be a, a a game changer. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I think that receiver, receiver, we are so scarce. There's not, you know, who who do you look at in that wide receiver group and think, oh man, I'm that, you know, Edelman is is getting on a bit, and Kill Harry still needs to sort of show his his talent and and the fact that we actually drafted him in the first round. Sanu's gone, and then you're kind of left with you know those sort of you know second string third string guys so i mean i i think jacoby for me at least i think is kind of he might make it he might not it's it's very much on a very very like on the balance i think yeah i would I like to if, see him on the squad though i think if demir bird wasn't there um he maybe yeah. would he probably would have made it but because uh demir is there he played in Carolina with Cam before um, and can build that relationship quite quickly again. He has got a bit of speed to him. He can um, potentially I think he might move into a special teamer role because he is going to be the wide receiver 3 slash 4 and maybe not get so many looks in the actual offence. So I can see him with his speed. I've seen it. There's one clip I think he runs for about 90 yards um, to, to the house as he um, gets a return whilst he's at Carolina. So he, he's done it before and he can do it again, I'm sure. And then, again, that'll take the strain off uh, Edelman. But also, I can see um, Olszewski being the one that comes in there and then being the returner um, as well. So, again, that takes off Edelman. Because at this stage in his career, you want Edelman completely clear of any sort of kick or punt return duties at all, I think. So those two um, make it 
as well, as well as for the receiving. Where do you think Jacoby ends up? Um, is this, is again, hopefully, ho- hopefully he clears waivers and comes back to practice squad. Um, he's, he's he can do it. Um, he's just not done it um, so much this year um, in training mm. camp. It seems from all the reports I've read. Um, and Jeff Thomas, he's another one that can potentially take over on return duties and again take it away from Edelman because um, Thomas has got a bit of speed and but he's also he, as far as uh, all the reports I've read he you know he gets up for balls as well uh, whereas Myers I, I don't think has managed to do that as often this year so whether he, he, he lands up in the practice squad uh, Jacoby Myers I'm not sure um, but I think he'll get a I team somewhere regardless I think he'll yeah, get a team I think I think someone claims him um, Probably the Titans. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see what uh, if that happens or no. Um, moving on to tight end, I have got three tight ends, and this is a position I'm not sure of um, in terms yeah. of, how, of carrying three or carrying two. Um, Asi Asi, Devin um, Asi Asi, and Dalton Keane, they make it as tight end one and two, respectively. And then I have Ryan Izzo here um, as tight end three. But, um, yeah, I I, I don't know. (laughs) I would say no personally. But, you know, I suppose this, you know, changed my mind. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I would probably just have Devin and Dalton personally. Yeah. I'm not sure about Izzo. He's not the best pass catching tight end, and he's not much of a, a run blocker. So yeah, that doesn't sell him very well at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do either job that you're you're paid to do. Yeah, no, it's it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, sell. exactly. And um, so yeah, tight ends. I'll I'll stick with three because that's a projection I put yeah. out on on uh, Tuesday. But if it was cut and it was only two, and Izzo doesn't make it, then um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Matt Lacoste, he obviously he was one of the other ones yeah. that opted out. I think he would have made it three tight ends, and Rizzo would have I been so. been binned. Um, but as of that, um, obviously he can't take part um, at all because he's opted out. Um, so that means Jake Burt and Paul Kessenberry gets cut. Um, I don't see them either of them making it back on. Well, they maybe will make up the, the practice squad because nobody will want to claim them. But I'm not that fussed. If I'll give them. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to cry if, if it's the last we see of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and moving on the line, um, I've got David Andrews, Shark Mason, Joe Tooney, Isaiah Wynn, Galta Froholt, and Justin Herring, yep. Jermaine the Luminar. Michael on Unwenu and Yonni Kajust um, as my nine offensive linemen, which leaves um, Ben Braden and Tyler Gauthier um, on the cutting room floor. And of course, the big opt out in the offensive line was Marcus Cannon. So, uh, from what I've seen, uh, that, that, that um, means that Illuminor. I think will be the one that possibly comes in and takes over the right tackle spot from Marcus Cannon. However, what we saw of him last year wasn't released by. He can't really get near a pass rush at all. No. His feet, for me, aren't great, and his speed certainly isn't great. So Illuminar isn't um, filling me with great hope. However, he has, from all reports, had a good camp. Um, so we'll wait and see in that one, but mm, yeah, not not so keen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in, in terms of the line, I, I think it is what it is. To be honest, um, I mean, it's pretty much set that you've got yeah Isaiah Wynn, Tooney, Andrews, Mason um, as left, left, centre, right, and then as I say, it opens up that right tackle spot for the Luminor. He doesn't film film it with hope, but yeah. Um, 
waiting to see, I guess. Yeah. That's as much analysis I've got on that one, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'm not too pleased, but he might prove me wrong, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, Froholt might have some potential. Um, but Yeah, I'm looking forward I mean, I'm to seeing him this year. I was, I was looking forward to seeing him last year. And then he went on IR and never came back. And so, by all accounts, he's again, he's another one that's had a good camp. And because he's European, I'm quite looking forward to, to seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And being a Man United fan, I have an affinity for Denmark and their players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the opposite side of the ball. Um, yep. Interior defensively, I've split this up slightly. Interior and exterior, or interior and outside. Um, interior, I've gone with three of Adam Butler, Lawrence Guy and Byron Court. Um, Bo Allen would probably be in there, but I've got a sneaky suspicion. Because he was MIA a lot in camp, there's something going on, um, but they don't yeah. want to lose him, so they're going to stash him on IR for a while. Um, which then leaves Nick Thurman, Bill Murray, and Michael Barnett on the cutting room floor, which is kind of sad because there's so many Bill Murray things that you could come up with throughout the year. Um, and we might be well, <laughs> we might be able to if he ends up back in the practice squad. Um, but yeah, from uh, sort of dad joke point of view Bill Murray would Bill be Murray great. and Michael Jackson yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it's great to get the pair thing. of them um, Jackson's not making my team either sadly but yeah we'll get to him in just a second um, and just to continue that line um, for the edge out, outside linebackers there's John Simon Chase Winovich and Fernie Jennings Josh Uche Brandon Copeland Chili Cahoon and Dietrich Wise. Um, although I could possibly swap in Derek Rivers for Shalit Calhoun and uh, oh, Calhoun. And yeah, so either of them two, but for my projections, Rivers didn't make it sadly. So that's the inside outside um, on those ones. Happy enough for those, or have you got anything different you'd like to add there? Rivers potentially. Winovich. I'm so excited to see Winovich this year. I I think he has a huge leap in year two, especially now that um, Hightower is one of the ones that has um, opted out of that um, defensive seven. I think he has a huge year. I think Josh Uche um, right beside him will end up, or at the opposite side of him, will end up having a a huge year um, as a rookie because... One, he's got Winovich. I've said this in the podcast before. He's got Winovich. Both um, Michigan alma mater um, guys, they played on the same team before and now they're played on the same team again. So that'll gel in Uche um, a lot better and quicker than you might expect from others. Um, Jennings, I expect him to probably have a, a huge year and Brandon Copeland will bring a bit of sprinkling of um, experience to the proceedings so yeah happy with those I think it's between uh, Shalik and Derek Rivers really I think we're married up in that one as well um, and inside linebackers which I've kind of forgotten until now uh, Joanne Bentley aforementioned captain he obviously makes the team uh, Dion Harris and Cash Malua to make the team um, cut will be Therese Hall and Pup will see Brandon King but, uh, on Pup possibly and he, but he's sort of special teamer in a way although he gets included in the linebackers here and as I mentioned a minute ago Dante Hightower is out of the question because he decided to opt out for his family Yeah I'm quite good um, I'm a big Hightower fan um, but understandable health is wealth and uh, family comes first um yeah no i think we're, we're pretty much aligned on on, on the linebacker situation yeah uh, there's not much to to really um chop and change there apart from the aforementioned and yeah. Um, yeah i'm the same as you though i'm so sadly and sorely gonna miss um dante this year he's he is my favorite player 
on the current setup. Although you can make, you maybe tell that Chase Winovich is fast advancing towards that number one favourite player slot, but it's high tower. Um, I mean, it must be annoying. It must be annoying for for listeners because we're we are cut from the same cloth. Unfortunately, there's not going to be controversy uh, <laughs> or arguing. Um, Chase. I, I really like Chase from the Amazon series um, that mm-hmm. he did with Michigan. The all or nothing. Yeah. yeah, so that was the only reason I knew who he was a, a bit more uh, in depth that particular year when we drafted him. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think Chase is a leader in waiting, personally, having seen him. Um, mm-hmm. I think he will rise to the occasion. He's of that sort of quality. Um so yeah, yeah, I think I think linebacker we're not in a bad place. I, I don't think. No, I think the whole um, the whole defensive side of the ball in general, they're going to be another top five defense this year overall. I think um, I can't see why they wouldn't be, and especially when we come on the cornerbacks, where we're absolutely loaded and stacked <laughs> with Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, John Jones, Jason McCarty. Um, and I think maybe I've put Justin Bethel in, although he's a special teamer. Um, Juwan Williams, I wanted to put in here instead. And I maybe will, I think, probably change my mind and put Juwan Williams in. But either way, we're stacked and loaded at cornerback, which uh, who's, the person you mentioned earlier on, Michael Jackson, unfortunately, doesn't make it. <laughs> It makes my team just for them then. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an, it's an embarrassment of riches in, in the in the cornerback um, position. I think Gilmore was just going to continue what he's been doing since he, he joined the ball club and the depth that we have there, as well as, you know, just having the ability to, to kind of cover um, tight ends, I think, which is going to, you know, the, the league has slowly but surely given so much more emphasis on these tight ends that are, you mm. know, cut from the same cloth, I, I guess, of Gronk, um, which, you know, means really bigger guys to cover those guys. So, uh, yeah, I think um, I think this is probably the one position that unanimously we would probably say is, is the strongest um, within the squad by, by a, quite a margin. Yeah, and also the safety, which I was just about to get into. Um, Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar, Cody Davis and Terence Brooks, which means nobody gets cut from the safeties. Um, no. I didn't know anything about Duggar, which isn't really an embarrassment to me because I don't think a lot of people did because of the school he came from, um, to yeah. come from a Division Two school to the New England Patriots or any NFL team really but the, he's obviously he's with us um, so yeah make no mistake I didn't have a clue who he was but everything I've read and seen and heard coming out of camp these past few weeks means he could genuinely have a breakout year and be a week one starter almost straight off the bat which is amazing um, for him and amazing for us really isn't it it is. I mean, as a last chance U fan, um, getting sort of similar vibes of the you know Division Two and, and working your way up, and it's a great story. I just I, I really hope it it comes good for him, and he is what the reports and everyone's been saying. I mean, I I think he looks a bit like a a, a, a bit of a phenomenon, really. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to count on my. Uh, Put my eggs in one basket and not gonna count on the chickens. <laughs> and last but not least, I know this uh, it sounds a bit it's it sounds a bit of a slog to just list all this, but it was uh, I I didn't really know which other way to do it. So sadly anyone who's um listening to this and and thought otherwise, I do apologize. But lastly and not leastly, it's the special teams players um with out the aforementioned um, guys like Matt Slater, you've got punter Jake Bailey, long snapper Joe Cardona, and kicker for me is um, Nick Folk. Yeah, yeah, completely um, agreed, I think. Justin Rorass, our fifth round pick, um, just hasn't done it, unfortunately. 
I don't know what's going on there. He's got a huge leg. Um, it just needs to get it under control. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up an IR actually, rather than lose him, because there's reports and rumours that there's some sort of hip injury or something that isn't quite right, which is causing him to um, miss a load of kicks, and it's not even close. I think the some sort of stat I saw today was Folk had made 19 out of 20, whilst um, Rovasar had made like 11 out of 20 or something like that. So just over 50% um, squeaked it. But Folk was nigh on perfect, apart from one, I think, on one of the windy days on Monday, potentially, I think it was, or Sunday-Monday sort of time. It was a windy day in New England, and he he, uh, fumbled one, sort of, so to speak. And uh, yeah, J- Jake Bailey, another one. I was really pleased with him last year. Really pleased with what I've heard coming out of camp with him. His hang time is ludicrous. I mean, he's been some of the times I've I've saw pop up on Twitter. It's been close to five seconds, if not over five seconds, pretty much every single time, which is amazing. But players yeah. like um, like Matt Slayer who can gun it down the field and know pretty much. Every time he's getting to that um, returner and not letting them get anywhere near up the field at all, um, that's what you need in a punter. And yeah, so happy with that one as well, definitely. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't teach that. That is uh, right, a a gift, and obviously it, it it's such a valuable thing to have when special teams, you know, as we know, really can be the difference in in winning a game. So um, yeah, no, he's, he's he's really really cracked on, and it's it's been great to watch. Definitely, and um, I think I'm not a big on my punters. The only other one I know really is Jamie Gillen because he's <laughs> Scottish, um, who obviously plays for the Cleveland Browns and had a good good year last year. Even managed a, a tackle or two, which comes from his rugby background, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's another one who can who can get that ball high up in the sky and almost hit an aeroplane with it. Um, but it's such as as you just said, it's such a valuable skill to have on your on your team. It's just you know guys that are basically pros at special teams. That is their job. That is their duty. Uh, all the videos I've well, some of the videos I've saw of Matt Slater, he's you know just practicing special teams. That's what he does. He's practicing getting by that blocker at the start um, before gunning it downfield and stuff. And so. Yeah, overall, happy enough. Although I wouldn't be shocked if we're going to see a trade or two in the next few days um, yeah. to uh, at least try and boost the receiving core of some sort. Uh, I don't know who or where. Um, Evan Lazar of CLNS Media, I've seen him tweet out that he'd be looking at Keelan Cole from the Jags because they just seem to be having a fire sale of all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not going to have MJ left. Minshew's going to have um, Chark, and that's about Him, it. To, to be able himself. to throw it. Yeah, himself. he's going to throw it and have to run 30 yards to catch it. <laughs> I think yeah, Westbrook I mean, and uh, Chark's the only ones that's going to be left uh, in that team shortly. So I saw Evan tweet out about um, Keelan Cole as someone that he would go after. But the, uh, there's not much that's actually going to upgrade the, the receivers. That's the only problem, uh, unless you're willing to give, give away a king's ransom, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially because people know that the Patriots are quite light in that area. I think the premium comes with it, not to mention when, when your uh, team is called the Patriots, there is also a premium. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where it'll go. I, I think Bill's got a few surprises yet. I wouldn't be surprised if... I mean, I mean I'm not saying it's going to be uh, a sort of blockbuster trade, but I personally think someone is, is going to be on, on, on the way in. We wouldn't be cutting Sanu, for example, if they didn't already know who the, the next man up was. So, yeah, mm. we'll see. Mm, definitely. Um, so... I think that's it, unless you've got any other business for us on this episode, Jake. No, no, I've got the uh, the Dynasty 
book has arrived this morning um, from Amazon. Um, I don't have an affiliate link, so there's nothing for me to plug. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, it, I think it's going to be an interesting um, interesting read, um, just from the, the Patriot side. Um, I'm sure you're aware of it. Mm, I'm looking forward to reading that myself. I've not actually purchased a copy yet. I'll. Uh... I doubt my local library is, is going to get it in, but you never know. I can, I can give it a try, but I might just purchase on ye old A to Z website as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to reading that when it comes out for sure. But if that's it, um, I think we shall end end, th- end proceedings there for, the, for this episode. Remember to rate, review and subscribe to every single episode. Bump us up the charts get us into the, the minds and souls and ears and hearts of other fellow <laughs> Patriots fans. Um, remember, you can use word of mouth is as good as any as social media these days. Um, Twitter, come and hang out with us on Twitter. Come and um, chat, comment, rate us on there. Tell us how we're doing, how we're not doing, anything you'd like to see added in episodes in the future as we go through the season. Any feedback at all is much appreciated. It's at Pat's Chat UK for the, the podcast itself, at Matt Inkster and at Jake Paul Design. That is it for this week's episodes. And until next week when we will be previewing week one versus the Dolphins and we will have a season of 2020, 2021. <laughs> That's a lot of 20s. <laughs> 2020, 2020. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that will be up and running as of next Thursday night, but we will be live on Sky Sports. There are Game Pass and other affiliates available if you cannot watch Sky Sports um, against the Dolphins week one. I can't wait. So excited to do a preview next week. But until then, folks, see ya. Bye.